0: Welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show with Landon Witt. You're about to learn hyper-local market knowledge happening right now in the Oklahoma City real estate market. This is your fresh weekly report on housing conditions in Oklahoma City that will enable you to make smarter investment decisions and gain insight on local trends. Plan your next move in real estate with this fast, vital market news to aid your next real estate adventurer. Landon is a genuine, self-made top realtor in Oklahoma City with millions of dollars in real estate closed every year and hundreds of satisfied clients. He's a successful investor, property manager, and residential broker who's worked with clients from all over the globe to help achieve their real estate goals. This program will help you gain the much-sought-after, hyper-local information that's vital to making real estate decisions, whether you live right here in the city or across the country. Welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Here is your host, Landon Witt. Welcome
1: to episode 41 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, Albi Luciani from Real Producers a magazine here that focuses in on the performing top 500 realtors in the city. He comments on what it's like to move to a new city and create a magazine in Oklahoma City. They just recently had their award banquet where they featured over 250 top realtors in Oklahoma City. He's going to talk to us a little bit about what that magazine is about. All right, we're going to jump right into the market today. We got quite a bit to talk about. As we begin rolling into the spring, the weather is starting to change. We've got warmer, sunnier days happening more frequently here in Oklahoma City, and that's leading to more showings and more people out and about looking for homes. However, we still haven't recovered to last year's statistics. We're going to jump real quick into the market for the last week, kind of get a snapshot total sold 95 homes. Again, that does not include REOs or leased. We're going to get into that right after this, but this is just standard homes being sold 95 within 10 square miles of Oklahoma City Core. Your median days on market comes to eight. It's looking good for the ones that are listed here. Um, your maximum, though, we had some that were 179, and we had some that were zero days on market that were sold prior uh, to being inputted in, into the MLS. So that comes out to our average really being 33 days on market. Still not bad when you look at the national numbers. Uh, your average square foot in Oklahoma City was 1695 with your average list price at 168 Eight or $93.86 per square foot with your selling price at $91.71. That brings your sold price average to $164.5. Our median, taking in taking out those larger ones and the smaller ones, coming in closer to the $145 mark. And that's going to put your selling price per square foot at $90 per square foot. Moving on to the REOs, if you're looking in the REO market, over the last five days, we'd had just five sell within Oklahoma City, five close. The uh, average days on market for those guys was 31, with a median being 16 days on market. Your list price per square foot for our REO, or real estate owned by the bank, was $67.30, and then closing out on a sales price of $64.04. But your average, if you look at the average though, $66.4 per square foot list and $67.52 sold price. So on the average, uh, you're looking at an increase over list price to get that closed and the average... Days on market being 31. A lot of these properties, whether they be Fannie Mae or or just an independent bank that's gone under or a VA, are doing the first 20 days, usually 14 to 25 days on the market as owner occupant only. And this you might think, oh, that's great. You know, I can find this place uh, if I'm if I'm looking to live in it myself. The problem a lot of times happens with. Appraiser required repairs. And what I mean by that is if the place is in disarray, which it usually is when a bank on a property has been foreclosed on, the bank won't lend on it because there's usually some repairs that are needed that you usually have to have some type of income or a investor loan product or hard money lender. And so you end up running into a situation where the property just sits on the market 20 days without anybody being qualified to be able to buy it, and then it goes to the investor. So we really see about a week on the market. They stay on the market three days, they get enough offers coming in from investors, and then they do a highest and best, and they give you another five days or so to get those offers in. So that really, that average number of REOs at 31 really should be 11, uh, according to that theory. Let's look at the least properties. This is important for if you are selling a property that is already leased or if you're looking to buy a property that's already leased, okay? This is for uh, you know investors that already have it that are trying to get rid of their portfolio, or ones that are trying to buy a property when you have a tenant that's there and you have to arrange showings. You change the status in MLS, and that uh, gives us this search uh, six in the last uh, seven days here. Let's look at the breakdown here of the averages. The list price was seventy nine dollars and eighty one cents where your sold price was $76.83, with your average time on market being 14 days for an occupied rental property. Pretty good numbers there. Um, if you look at what that translates to on your sales price, that's an average sales price uh, list price of $110 and an average sold price of $106.00. Which is important because when I talk about these rental metrics, again, we've got, you know, 110 being about your money mark on how much you can spend on a property and still get a good renter in that's consistent. Any higher than that, and you're going to have to rent for 1200 1300 $1,400 a month. And those people are more likely to buy soon, so they don't stay very long. Okay, let's break down the rental market. Uh, The February uh, reports are just coming out now that we're getting into the end of March. They've had enough time to process all the data. February 2019, national rents coming in at $1,472 per month on average with a monthly change of 0.3% and an annual change of 2.4%. That's 2.4% higher than this time last year. That's about on par with inflation, which also probably reflects your insurance raising. A lot of times if your insurance raises that that quote uh, for the new year or for your renewal, you often pass that on to your tenant as that lease expires. Your Oklahoma City metro rents coming in on average of $1,099 per month. That's a monthly change of 0.2 and an annual change of 0.8. Seven, okay. So well below national averages on rental increase. However, that falls right in line with our appreciation of our properties. Usually rent uh, lags about five years behind, rent, uh, behind property value increases. Just breaking that down into the major cities, uh, Oklahoma City being $1,072 per month. That's an annual change of 1.4 uh, just in the city uh, limits there in the in the 10-mile square. Uh, Edmond being at $1,430 per month, that's an annual change of 3.2%. Norman, $1,175. Yukon, $1,264 average. And Midwest City coming in at the bottom at $883 per month. If you're in Midwest City, you're trying to rent above $883 a month, you can consider yourself above market average. So you're in the premium bracket when you're renting for $900 or more in, Oklahoma, in Midwest City. Something to keep in mind, the top metro neighborhoods for annual rent appreciation goes to the village at 3.6%. The village just north of Nichols Hills, just north of downtown in the northwest Oklahoma City area. Before we get into the local news, I want to talk just a little bit about uh, an article released this morning by the Census Bureau. Uh, They reported new construction permits, authorized permits, fell while completions were up. That report basically means housing has started to drop in February. That's uh, new construction coming on the market. Housing uh, starts drops 8.7% from January to February. According to the latest data from the U.S. Census Bureau and U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, February's seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1,162,000 privately owned housing starts was also 9.9% below the 2018 rate. As there are Less buyers at each price point, the appropriate market response is a slowdown in sales and an eventual easing in price momentum. That's according to LendingTree's chief economist. Builders also will be facing additional pressures from material and labor costs. Thus, the supply of homes at lower price points is particularly weak. New construction authorized by permits also fell 1.6% month over month and 2% year over year to a seasonally adjusted rate of 1,296. When we look back at this, uh, this again, according to The Economist at LendingTree, when we look at prior housing cycles, continued acceleration in home sales and prices would have come at the cost of increasing leverage. In other words, had we continued going on the path we were going, more and more Americans would be leveraging more and more and more, and this is how we got into trouble before. Kapitsviks said, again, that's the lead economist from LendingTree, had the market slowed in an orderly fashion in 2003 and 2004, like we're experiencing now, we may have saved the economy from the woes unleashed later in the decade. So for all you schemers and conspiracists, (laughs) if that's even a word, chill out. It's a market correction that's doing a great job. Many of you may have heard of the reverse yield in bonds that's occurred recently. It's all in place for a market correction. The good thing about Oklahoma City is we are a linear market. Whereas we don't experience the huge appreciation, we also don't experience the declines as well. I hope that helps you today. And now on to local news with Aaron. Hello,
2: I'm Aaron Christian in Oklahoma City for the OKC Real Estate Show with this week's news an automobile vending machine is taking shape on Memorial Road. The majority of the steel skeleton is up for Carvana, a vending machine that dispenses automobiles. The Tempe, Arizona-based company sells, finances, and buys used cars through its website. Oklahoma City became Carvana's 30th U.S. market in 2017 when local residents were able to take home delivery of any of the company's inventory of over 7,500 vehicles. Carvana boasts a 150 50-point inspection on all its vehicles and customers have a 7-day free trial period demolition plan to make room for downtown mixed-use project. The Oklahoma City Urban Renewal Authority has submitted an application to demolish several structures as part of a continuing plan to redevelop property adjacent to the city's new convention center and Omni Hotel. On behalf of the City of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma Gas and Electric was paid $14 million for three buildings that the company had been using for its data center. A huge mixed-use project at Northwest Expressway in Penn is set for rezoning. A group led by Tulsa developer Ryan McNeil looks to demolish two large office complexes and a handful of homes and replace them with a complex that will feature a movie theater, hotel, apartments, restaurant, retail and office space, and structured parking. OKC Talk was first to report on the plans last July when neighbors in the area were being asked for their support. Titled Penn Central, the conceptual design by Ar- Architects Wakefield Beasley and Associates is similar to Avalon in Alpharetta, Georgia, a popular and acclaimed mixed use project that was designed by the same firm. If passed by the planning commission, final approval by the city council will be required. And now it's back to Landon with this week's guest.
1: All right. We're here in the studio with Albi Luciani, founder and publisher of OKC real producers. This is a magazine that's taken off this year. Uh, It's really an intimate discussion between the top 500 realtors and just kind of sharing their stories, their experiences.
3: So thank you, guys. Um, Our first event was a wild success. I mean, I didn't count it up yet, but we had over 200 people here, and realtors are having a great time, and the sponsors gave away a bunch of prizes. This honestly is the tip of the iceberg. Uh, We're going to be doing this quarterly. If you guys missed out, look out for your invitation for the one in May, and Yep, I'll talk to you later.
0: We love Real Producers and the amazing articles. We love that it
1: reaches out to the top 500 real estate agents in the Metro and everything that it brings for them.
0: And this event has been awesome. It's a great networking event.
1: hey guys i'm caleb collins from nested tours we're so excited to be a part of the real producer family here i mean what an
3: incredible turnout tonight we're so excited what the future of real producers is going to bring to our community and we want you to be a part as well we'll see you at the next event
1: albie is going to talk to us a little bit about how he got immersed with some of these agents the industry leaders that he's been talking with, kind of the vibe he's getting of what's going on in Oklahoma City and the real lives that are really immersed in the market. Uh, Alby, welcome to the show today.
3: Thanks, man. Good afternoon.
1: Heck yeah. So, talk to me a little bit about how you got started in all this.
3: Yeah, so I had a I had a corporate job for almost 10 years and like a lot of people I was sick of moving every two years for what they called a promotion, which really meant a little bit more money and a lot more responsibilities. So I actually started looking around for franchises right when I turned 30, and I came across Real Producers, which was something that was pretty new, but it was taken off. It had started in 2015 in Indianapolis, and at the time it was in about 50 cities. Um, and there was really a need for it because there was a need to connect some of these top agents. Uh, the industry is very segmented, whether you're in a different part of the metro area or a different brokerage. And uh, there was nothing that was really personal trying to humanize the legends. Um, and so, yeah, I had a franchise recruiter and I came across it and I looked into it and it seemed pretty cool. So I, uh, I quit my job and packed my bags and moved from Georgia to Oklahoma City in June of 2018. Wow, what a
1: journey! So you got here, and I remember some of the earlier days when you when you came into town here. Um, talk to me a little bit about your experience meeting Oklahoma City and some of the leading, you know, changers, the mover and shakers for our town. I mean, ultimately, realtors and and the real estate industry is really what's responsible for the overall look of a town.
3: I would say. Yeah, so I was terrified um, because not only had I had no experience in real estate, but I didn't know a soul in Oklahoma. And, you know, for me coming from Milwaukee, uh, where I was from, I was in Georgia before, but I kind of had this perception of the South and it being a close-knit group. And uh, when I got here, I was actually completely taken off guard because I was totally wrong. Um, people were interested in talking to me, and when I started to explain what I was doing, a lot of very powerful heads started to turn very quickly, um, which was surprising and it was inspiring. Uh, I knew the model would work, but it's a completely different thing to call up the office of a top realtor who's very, very busy and say, hey, I have a magazine, because instantly they think that you're trying to charge them for something, um, which we're not. And when I kind of explained the model, uh, the people really saw the value in it. And the thing about the realtors here in OKC is once they recognize value, um, they know what to get behind. And a lot of realtors got behind us very quick. And that's why we've had the start we've had.
1: Hmm. Now, walk me through a little bit of your experience with these top realtors. Um, What kind of vibe do you get from them?
3: Yes. So, you know, they seem so intimidating when you see them on billboards and you know what kind of volume they sell. But when you get them one-on-one in a room, uh, they're just people and they're very, very kind. Um, The majority of them are not so much money hungry as much as they love doing what they do to help people. And they are interested in taking care of their families. And there is a lot of them that are very, very religious and all of that kind of comes through their interaction with strangers. And so even someone like me who's a stranger who comes in here and um, even if I think I'm wasting their very valuable time, they never make me feel that way. Mm. And uh, they're very, very, very personal. And I would say it exceeded my expectations and surprised me. Sometimes we put these people on a pedestal and they're just regular folks.
1: Mm. There is so much about this business and in sales in general. It's, I mean it's a people business. I mean you're you're not getting money from the house, you're getting money from people, okay? So very interesting. So Had you done any production before? I mean, any writing before? Have you you done
3: publishing? So I did not. um, So I actually, I had worked for Corporate America in a sales role and I had a couple different roles. I did some account management and I was a people manager most recently. Um, But I do have a staff of writers that do kind of the artistic thing and I do a lot of the business development and getting sponsorships, Um, so I knew right away that if this was going to work, I was going to have to specialize that way, and we did. Um, My writers actually write for other real producers, and they're great, Um, and recently I've taken on a full-time content coordinator, um, and she just started with us this February, so she's a little green, but she's going to be able to do all kinds of future issues that are themed and um, things like that, that I could never do by myself. I'm not a very artsy guy, but I had the vision.
1: Hmm. So much of it is just follow through, right? I mean, just showing up and doing the work. So again, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners, maybe they haven't even been to Oklahoma city before. They're thinking of investing here or buying here. Explain to an outsider what
3: Oklahoma city is like. Yeah. You know, um, I grew up in Milwaukee and it's the exact opposite. Oklahoma City is on a trend up. Like the population is growing, the economy is expanding, and uh, there's a lot of money to be made here. Uh, You can see that in the percent of homes that are actually sold um, that aren't sold to people that live in those homes. They're investor properties. Um, There's a lot of realtors here like Landon that specializes in that and they have a lot of knowledge and they know how it works. Um, But people here are generally optimistic and as the city continues to grow, uh, that feeling of we're on the precipice of becoming one of those really big A-list American cities, um, it's kind of in the air and everybody can feel it, if that makes sense. Um, I've only been here for six months and I noticed it right off the bat.
1: I would a hundred percent agree with you. Um, some of you may have seen, uh, we do OKC Rural TV, our YouTube channel, and I was at the beer festival and just getting people's, Hey, what's your opinion of Oklahoma City? And boom on the mic. And they just, every single one of them, I mean, even people that had just been here a week, you know, had very similar thing to say. So I do think that there's, um, A thing about Oklahoma City, and and second me on this, but it feels like it's not so intimidating because it's not Los Angeles. It's not New York City. It's not, you know, Miami. It's a town where you, if you're thinking about growing a small business, it's easy to get in. But yet, there's enough workers here, and there's enough coolness here to where you can still make your project work. You know, some of these bar ideas that people are trying now, but it's not so intense. The bar's not so high yet, to where I really feel like it is a, it is kind of like a, um, a fish hatchery of some sort. You know.
3: Yeah, that's very well put. You know, everything in business is timing, and OKC is at that weird middle where it's still what people think of as Oklahoma, and it's small-towny a little bit, but it's on the edge of becoming one of those powerhouse towns, so everybody's coming here to do something cool. It seems like every day you read about something awesome that's happening, whether it's Amazon's coming here, or this is expanding, or this new cool bar is coming from Dallas, and there's a lot of money from Dallas that's pouring in, um, which I think is helping a lot of that. Um, and then honestly, you know, there's there's a lot of schools here. So there's a lot of young entrepreneurs that um, it's funny because I'm a millennial and the people younger than me, I think they're called Generation Z. The number one thing they want to be is entrepreneurs. And it seems like they're all in their 20s and moving to Oklahoma City right now.
1: Mm-hmm. And YouTubers. That's <laughs> uh, YouTube number one. Uh, okay. So we've talked a little bit about. You know, integrating with realtors, we've also talked about uh, connecting with uh, the local population. Talk to me a little bit about your immersion with businesses here.
3: Yeah, so um the good news for me is the product that I chose uh, makes a lot of sense for those businesses. So even some of my shortcomings with sales have been we've been able to overcome that because the product works, but um businesses here are just like anywhere else. I mean, they're always looking for ways to move their business forward. Um, I think there's a little bit of an establishment uh, with real estate of kind of the bigger players who have always done things the same way. Um, But now just even six months later, they're open to trying new ideas. And um, they listen to the realtors. Like all the businesses I deal with, whether they're lenders or they're title companies, um, their whole business revolves around building relationships with the realtors. Mm. So as long as the realtors are behind something, they're open to it. Does that make sense? Sure, sure.
1: I was thinking about that the other day, you know, it's really really hard, believe it or not, to find someone who is getting ready to buy a house. Like the the things that people do in their social media work or their or their lives right before they apply for a loan or whatever is very limited, you know. It's it's hard to like get down and and find the demographic, but yet a realtor it's pretty easy to find, you know, because we we we're constantly trying to be found. So I think it's very interesting that these businesses, you know, they they partner with realtors, who then realtor's job is us to just find buyers and and sellers and and to work that. So really interesting um, that it kind of pins down on the realtor. So it, there's a lot of faith that I think I have when I hear stuff like that, because a lot of us are nervous about an app maybe replacing realtors at some point you know and and i and i think that's coming from a voice of yeah there's there may be a small fraction of of home sales that could do that you know track homes and and some projects where the seller just has the availability to show a lot and and kind of knows what they're doing maybe they were a realtor in the past but the vast majority of sales there's no way an app could replace this
3: yeah absolutely um you know, the app might have MLS listings or something like that, but it is a people business. And there's so many things that come on a home buyer. They're drinking from a fountain hose, And it's not just the house, but they don't know anything about how to get a lender. And they don't know what kind of insurance to get. And they don't know who in this new town they're in can fix this kitchen and bath problem. Like, all of that comes down on the realtor. Um, I hear it mentioned all the time. Realtors are almost like psychologists that are just helping a transition in someone's life. Um, And all these businesses that I deal with really can benefit um, from marketing themselves in front of those realtors, and especially the really good realtors. Um, There's a difference if you guys... Buy a house with someone like Landon versus someone who has their license and is a full time mom and is doing a couple transactions this year. Um, And all of that stuff is in the details and it's all in the process of start to finish everything with the home. Um, And so, yeah, there's a lot of value with realtors and I don't see them going away anytime soon. Um, Obviously, technology is a disruptor like it is with any industry, but. Um, the people side of this will always be there. Mm. So what realtors do might change a little bit on the face, um, but the connecting with people and the solving their problems, that's not something an app can do.
1: Mm. Well, we're almost out of time here. I want to get kind of your closing thoughts here if there's anything in your journey that you've noticed that's just really stuck out about the town. I mean, I know that, you moved your family here, you know, how's that been? I mean, how's the integration just on a personal level, if you can comment on that?
3: Yeah, you know, it's really funny, because I'm 30. And this is the first time where I've decided I'm going to live in a place more than two years down the road. In the past, I was always kind of chasing the next promotion. And I didn't know what city I would move to next. And so I've kind of made it a point to meet more people in Oklahoma and. Everybody has been awesome from guys I ran into in the gym to people at the church we joined and um, realtors that I have one-on-one conversations with invite me to dinner and um, they've just been so welcoming and it's, I don't know if it's the small time charm or if it's just them being happy that they're in OKC, but I haven't run into somebody that doesn't just love OKC and I used to think that I was in the honeymoon phase Um, but now I think I'm past the honeymoon phase and I still feel it. So there's Mm -hmm. something here, um, that you can't really just describe and you guys just got to come and see it. Wow. Well, thanks for
1: coming on the show today. You can reach out to him. Uh, there's a great Facebook page. Tell us a little bit about how to get a hold of your operation.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us, um, on Facebook at OKC Real Producers. Um, my email is alby.luciani at realproducersmag.com. Um, I am the franchise owner here in OKC, but Real Producers is popping up all over the country. So um, we're in 94 cities as of right now, but that number is changing every day. So if you're listening on the West Coast and you want to get in touch with your local Real Producers, uh, send, me a, send me a message and I'll point you in the right direction.
1: His website is okcrealproducers.com. Thanks for coming on the show
3: today. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Subscribe to our podcast to hear fresh local market information. We need ideas for our show and we want to hear from you. Visit okcrealestateshow.com. Looking to buy or sell in Oklahoma City? Meet with the award-winning team today at okcrealestateshow.com. That's okcrealestateshow.com.